Welcome to the first Back in Time episode of our new 2022 season. Now normally we would look at a certain month but we're going to change things up. We are splitting the year into four and then looking at it at three month segments. To start off, uh, we're looking at 1990, January, February and March. What were the biggest games, films, TV, music and also what was happening around the world? We take a look at the biggest stories as we go Back in Time. Right, to start us off, I think we'll do films, uh, seeing as everyone loves a good film. And this is, I can't, I, I can't remember what it was like at the time. I was only like four or five, uh, what the reception was like. But it's obviously a cult classic. Now. I, I'd be disappointed in you if, if you don't know this film, if you listen to this. But this is Tremors. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. Be doing it. Is that a snake? I'll give you boys five dollars for this. Twenty. Uh, I know Lee's obviously seen this film, aren't you, Lee? This I love is... this film. Yeah, I know, everyone I lo- loves this film. I love this yeah. film. I mean, like you said, I don't recall it when it came out, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I'm, I probably watched it. So obviously, it came out in 1990. Mm. I think I probably watched it when I was a late teenager, so maybe 96 onwards. Mm. But I definitely didn't watch it. But I've told you this before. I never watched stuff when it first yeah. came out. I just always missed it at the cinema, and I had it. I would have it mm. possibly on. I might have seen it on VHS, maybe. Yeah. Because uh, that's just before sort of DVD was popular, wasn't it? But mm. maybe saw it on VHS. But I have a feeling I watched it on TV. To be fair, in the yeah, like, late nineties. I've got a, a, a very slight memory of watching it on VHS, and because my dad used to get horror films and let us watch them when we were kids. And I don't, I, I don't know when our old hour would have been watching it. I don't think I would have watched it in 1990. I think it would have been a bit later than that, maybe maybe 95 or something like that. And, and then definitely, I, I remember it being a, as a film that was on a lot of the telly. It was on quite often enough for me to keep it in my memory a lot. Um, it, it, it's a really good film. Um, I mean, I don't need to tell anybody that. Um, it's about basically giant worms that. Uh, so it's like people. it's like Texas or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. a desert sort of like. It's like it, it, it's within a mountain sort of basin, so it's all cut off this town, yeah. and someone's doing some blasting to build a new road or something. And underground, they've removed some rock with this blasting, and these graboids they call them. They, they coined the phrase. Uh, Grab- graboids. Yeah, which. which <laughs> It's, it's, I always found it a little bit weird. Yeah, they do grab you because they're like a snake mouth out of the worm body yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're basically dinosaur worms that's been living underground for years and now they've come up and it's like it's as if they were town. it's as if they were dormant, as if they were just kind of uh, like we're just hanging about and then suddenly oh there's a weird shaky noise. Mm. But they haven't appeared in the decades before because clearly that town's been there a while. Yeah, yeah. So they came out of nowhere um i i really think that there's some sort of um origin story to them and where they where they actually come from in i think it's yeah. one of the later tricks it's like 25 tremors yeah ones. there's lot. i mean there's flying ones and walking ones and there's yeah, all later yeah. on but... so the first film i know is good and i yeah. believe so i've spoken to someone who loves these mm. i believe the second one is pretty good i think the rest are subject to um your uh preference in in quality yeah. of film but first tremors, solid. Um, just to say as well, just on the, about the, our film list, we're not doing it in terms of uh, we're not showing you any rankings, any ratings. Yeah. We're just talking about those films which came out 
January, February, March that were big and that did well. So there's probably a film, plenty of films out that you saw that you probably loved, yeah. but we're skipping them. We're just looking at the ones that kind of we're interested in, the ones that did good. Uh, so yeah. Tremors, Lo- solid. Love about here. These, this is where they came out these years. So that's that's yeah. the only way we've organised this is just yeah. the, how it's come out. I've uh, watched Tremors. I've actually watched Tremors with Holly, hmm. uh, who's my youngest daughter, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. So my kids loved it. It's fun. It is yeah. fun. It did scare me when I was a kid, though, I remember, because there's a bit where there's like a farmer or something and he's in his field, and then they come across him later on, it's just a hat on the ground, and they pick the hat up and it's like his head, like... I was going to say was in his head on the floor. Yeah, yeah. and that, that scared me as a child, but not enough to stop me from watching it again. But it's, no. It, it obviously, which we've not mentioned, stars Kevin Bacon, which is uh, the best actor for this sort of thing. It plays a very good redneck-like uh, Jim will fix it. That's probably something to say that, but sort of person, yeah. Andy man. Yeah. Yeah. So a quick description: a small town is invaded by what they call uh, graboids, and they have to figure out a way to survive. And of course, kill the giant worms. Mm. Starring Kevin Bacon, and I added, I, I added this last bit in arguably his best film ever. Um, for me, if I think of Kevin Bacon, I'm, I go to Tremors. Now, it's probably mm. been some other stuff that's really good. It was in the The Invisible Man. Which wasn't Hollow, the best film. Hollow Man. Yeah. Sorry, was it Hollow Man? It yeah. was, was that where it was he played the Invisible Man, but it was Hollow Man. Yeah. Um, and there's, a, I know there's a handful of other things, and he, he currently stars in um, adverts for like Vodafone or some shit. I don't know Is Vodafone even a thing anymore? I can't even remember. Even I've know. lost, I've lost the plot. Hmm. Uh, it's Tesco, my mobile EE, and three. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Used to be like a good six or seven, didn't there? They all, they all bought each other up, didn't they? And orange orange disappeared, yeah. T-Mobile, yeah. good lord, yeah. what are we on about? Uh, second film on our list. We've got Brain Dead. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Halsey was working on something big, cornerstone technology. Now, this is one I haven't seen, and funnily enough, we sort of, we, for one of our other episodes, we watched a, a film that was of the same name, um, which I thought was terrible, by the way, um, the Australian one. Um, th- this is not the Australian one. This is the uh, Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman, both the Bills, double Bill film. Um, and it's a showdown. Two, of, oh God, oh God. two, quite frankly, amazing Bills, let's be honest. Yeah, do you know, if you would have asked me if these two Bills had been in a film, I would have said no. But have said no here we well, have it. Yeah. yeah, I never knew it. I, I, I haven't seen this film. I've seen trailers and heard, heard speak of it, but I, I, I might have watched it when I was little, but I can't remember. I've heard of this film a lot. It's like <coughs> it comes up in conversation. Oh, that crazy, that crazy, uh, that crazy film. Read the description. And you start that interrupts us. It, it is uh, a showdown of man versus machine. Martin plunges into a chaotic nightmare, trying to save his mind from a megalomaniac corporation. And then starring Bill Pullman, Bill Paxman. It sounds like a good film, um, but we'll have to watch it. Maybe we'll if it's bad. Which I sort of hope it is. Maybe we'll cover I, it. I'm going to think it's. I think it's a bit of a cult classic, and I think yeah. from what I can make out, it's not the worst film. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to jog on to these two films now, which uh, mean probably a bit more to me than yourself. So uh, during the late '80s, early '90s, a big martial arts fan, always watching martial arts films. Now, No Retreat, No Surrender was a film that starred Jean Claude Van Damme. Bear with me. And it came out in like 88 or something. One of his earlier films wasn't the best film. 
I want to say it wasn't the worst, but to be honest with you, it just wasn't the best film. It was a Jean it was an early Jean Claude Van Damme film, and take it or leave it. Now this is No Retreat, No Surrender Three. The first was for honor. The second was for revenge. This time. The only thing that was keeping us together is death. It's family. No retreat. No surrender. Three. Which doesn't star Jean-Claude Van Damme. And in fact, it's kind of like totally different. But they've took the name and they've just dragged it out over several more films. And of course, this is number three that came out uh, early 1990. Uh, starring Lauren Avedon, who was in various other uh, martial arts, films, including he was in the second one. So description. Um, so starring Lauren Avedon, who was in the second film, but not the first, which of course, the great, the great, and I honestly, is, is amazing, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, keep in mind, the first film was in fact sort of shit, and it has some weird scenes which involve the spirit of Bruce Lee. I remember watching, big Bruce Lee fan, I remember watching this and just being like, really don't like this. It's kind of weird, it's kind of awkward. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for that. Uh, but in the same vein, martial arts, I'm going to talk about China O'Brien. Uh, China O'Brien 2. She's a sheriff without a gun. A daughter without a father. Should I do, Dad? And a woman without fear. Came out early 1990s. Um, now, some people might be aware of Cynthia Rothrock. But I'm going to think that most people aren't aware of Cynthia Rothrock. She was this, in the world of like martial arts films, 80s, 90s, she was championing the, the Western woman. Uh, and if you're a teenage boy who was into martial arts and didn't have a crush on this woman, I'll, I, I wrote it here, inappropriate, not you, probably gay. She, good looking gal, big thigh, she was on it. She kicked the shit out of everyone. China Ryan 2 came out early 1990 and was a banger. Fun film. Just, uh, it, it's a no-brain film. It's, yeah. uh, you know, she's a detective and then she kicked the crap out of the bad guys. What more did you need in a film in 1990? Mm. I'm not sure you needed much more than that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen um, no, no Retreat, No Surrender. I'm not sure about number three. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen number three, actually. But if you search mm. up Cynthia Rothrock, China O'Brien was was kind of like her big sort of films. Uh, mm. But she did loads. She did loads of good films. And she's all right. I mean, I say good. Mm. Good for 80s, 90s yeah. martial arts films that were, you know, had about... Good for its time. Had about $20 budget, you know, that mm. kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. and, and were kind of played over the same... It was the same ritual of, uh, here's a cop. There might have been a bad cop. Here's some bad guys. Genu generally, often as well, that should be fighting against the uh, bad guys that were, um, you know, maybe Chinese or Japanese. And because the the idea is that they were the best at martial arts and she was kicking the crap out of them, of course, it came across mm. a bit awkward for them. Um, but they're like, oh my God, I've been kicked the shit out of this blonde woman. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the Chai Ryan I'm not, I'm not going to slag them off. I mean, would I watch them again? Maybe. Mm. Uh, but maybe not. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let you have that then. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll watch, get. I'll give her a Google. Um, watch a so trailer. What... Just watch a trailer. And yeah. you, you, to be honest, you watch a trailer. You've you've got the film. That's all you yeah. need. You know. Yeah. What I mean? that's, that's... I'll probably know what it is straight away. Just the name, just not ringing any bells whatsoever. Yeah. Probably. You'll see well, them fires and you'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah. I should have googled this later at night. Yeah. yeah see what no. you mean. Yeah. 
Uh, so, uh, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next film is Nightbreed. Clive Barker, creator of Hellraiser, brings you a reason to really be afraid of the dark. Nightbreed. And I haven't seen this one, but this wait till you hear the description because this is Lee's description. I want to watch it now. Um, it was written by the legend that is Clive Barker, which yeah, everybody yeah. knows who Clive Barker is. Oh, right. Just uh, going off one thing, I I knew about Nightbreed from seeing it as a PC game, and it's like it's like a crappy um, uh, little tiny little shop that was dingy and had like oh. Commodore sixty four games and cassettes on walls, and just, yeah. it was just odd. I remember seeing the front of that and just thinking, Jesus, that looks terrifying, yeah. and just putting it back down and going off to find like Paperboy. It was mm. that sort of a situation. I was yeah. obviously a lot younger, but uh, yeah, please read my description. Yeah, the the uh, legendary Clive Barker, and this is about a mythical place called Midian, and there's a group of friendly monsters hiding from humanity, and there is a sadistic serial killer looking for a patsy. Yeah. Now, if you're not if you're not tantalised by that, you need to go home and, and just crazy. We've got sleep. friendly monsters, mythical yeah. places, serial yeah. killers. What's what's not Clive to Barker? Clive Barker, what's yeah. not to like? Get your ass in gear and watch it. I have yeah. not watched it, and I've, I oh. feel bad after reading the description, but I think I'm still terrified from that cassette yeah. case from when I was little. But I think it's one I think we need to we need to watch. Maybe yeah. it would be worth watching and, and talking about. Like, uh, yeah, do it. Could be one of review those, on it, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think it could yeah. be a. We do want to do some like odd odd film reviews. I think mm. maybe that could come through. Jumping on to the next film, a, a favorite film of mine. Mm. Um, it's not like I'm not like it's not like top ten or anything. I just I just really like this film. Every couple of years I'll watch it and I just enjoy it. Hunt for Red October. British intelligence obtained these pictures two days ago. She's the Red October, the latest typhoon class. Captain's name is Ramius. He's taken out the lead boat in each new subclass for the last ten years. Just before he sailed, he posted a letter to Admiral Yuri Podorin, in which he announced his intention to his missiles on the United States. Um, and it's uh, Sean Connery at his finest. He's playing a Russian submarine commander who basically goes rogue, goes over to America. It's to do with secret technology, the Cold War. It's it's has this brilliance where it's set. It's all set in submarines underwater. It's tense. I love it. I absolutely love it. Sean Connery, I, I, I see him as being one of the finest actors. He's just fantastic and he's, he's got his beard as well so he's a lot more he's a lot older and more mature than what you might think of him from because a lot of people often sometimes connect him to like bond whereas of course he was clean shaven the handsome tall clean shaven man this one he's looks gruffer he's got a brilliant voice uh home for the red october solid film and and i didn't realize it was 1990 i would have said it was like if you'd asked me i might have said like 98 or something but, yeah uh, yeah home for red october mm. um it's a brilliant, a good cast as well. I uh, mm. won't go into the, the full cast, but brilliant cast. It was a 90s cast, mm. and all of them are amazing. Uh, do you remember the next film on our list? Does that ring a bell? No, I don't. Um, this is House Party. There's a party tonight at Peter's house. Can I go? You're not going nowhere. Every little step you take will be around this bedroom tonight. Did you hear anything about a party tonight? Uh-uh. At least not any good ones. Which I don't know where it is. Uh, it's featuring Christopher Reed and Christopher Martin as kid and player. It's a very, it was a very popular film at the time. They get invited to a house party and basically everything goes wrong. So this to me says, 
early, very early, like five, ten years. Uh, American Pie sort of teen comedy sort of road trip sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those um, teenagers. It's a, a black comedy um, set like in this this neighborhood, and I have seen it, but years ago, and I do remember it, it was very fun. And mm. I believe it also spawned several more films, which I believe had um, the same actors in. Yeah, and also I think there was a cartoon series from it as well. Kid and Play. Um, I can't remember if it was Kid or Play. One of them was sort of paler and taller. One was darker and shorter. And one mm. of them had this amazing. It's got like a name, but this hair that's kind of it's, it's obviously it's, it's like Afro hair, but it goes mm. straight up. Yeah, it's like a flat top. This this, mm. uh, but it's a high flat top. Yeah. Maybe it's a high top. No, that's a trainer, isn't it? Mm. Maybe he had a trainer on his head, and I just didn't yeah. realise. Um, uh, yeah, just great uh, cult comedies there uh, in ha- in house party. Uh, mm. Your favourite film next? Yeah, this is one I've actually seen. <laughs> Pretty Woman uh, by the gerbil loving Richard Gere. Baby, I'm going to treat you so nice. You're never going to want to let me go. Vivian, I will let you go. But I'm here now. And Julia Roberts, the uh, star in a film about a rich man that basically gets a prostitute and uh, falls in love with. That's that's what that film is. Um, it's no more complicated than that. No, it's, it spoils her. She likes money, um, and she likes being with money. So that's that's the takeaway message of that film. I mean, uh, she's Anna. obviously had a bit of a bad life. Whatever. Uh, meets Richard Gere. He needs mm. he needs like a date for the weekend or something, isn't mm. it? So they go and stay at this hotel and basically fall in love. What's more yeah. to it? I actually think it's a good film. I won't lie. Yeah, I've seen it, it a couple of times and I've got no issues with it. I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's not my favourite film, but it's nowhere near my worst film. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll watch I'll it if it's on. So yeah, yeah, it's better than that uh, Brain Dead. Yeah. yeah, that won't. Yeah. That won't yeah. a good one. Uh, <laughs> Possibly the shittiest film I've ever watched. Actually. Yeah, uh, not even shit in a good way. Shit in yeah. a bad way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next one uh, is one that I've seen, but as a very long time ago, and I wasn't impressed, but only because I think I was a kid. And it's like slated as like his best film ever made. Uh, it's Dances with Wolves. Just hear that you've been decorated, and they sent you here to be posted. Actually, sir, I'm here at my own request. Why? I've always wanted to see the frontier. Do you want to see the frontier? Yes, sir. Before it's gone. With Kevin Costner. Um, basically makes friends with some Native Americans and uh, everyone hates him for it. Um, that's... Don't, they all, don't they all say he's like, but it's a bit racist, this film now. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it like <laughs> frowned upon? But isn't it I also... I think people have fallen out of love with it. Definitely. I remember it as being a film, I think it was like, it was one of the first films that I heard of as being quite long. Like it was like two and a half, three hours long or something mm. like that. I looked through the cast as well. A lot of the Native... Um, the Native Americans, do you say Native? I don't know what to say. You don't say yes, Indians, do you? Native no. Americans, mm-hmm. the First Nation tribes, I think is another. I like that. I like the sound of the First Nation tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some loads of brilliant actors in it. You look at it, yeah. I recognised a lot of them that yeah. have been in many other films as well. Not only films about um, cowboys and Indians, mm-hmm. um, which basically was kind of like what this was. So, yeah, he's a, he's a soldier. He, I don't remember how he gets involved with them, but he ends up meeting a tribe and befriends them. And uh, yeah, everyone hates him for it. I, yeah. think, well, I might watch it again, you know. I think it might, yeah. it might be worth another watch at some point when mm. I've got a day spare. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have the next one, which is, uh, it is 
actually a favourite of mine. Definitely top 20, might even be top 10. Black Rain. A New York City cop. On the trail of a killer from the back alleys of Manhattan. Well, our victims are certainly Yakuza. To the streets of Japan. Um, for a start, have you seen Black Rain? Uh, I don't think I have. Um, maybe, maybe not, but my memory is shot, so I'm mm. going to say no. Okay, so Black Rain it features Michael Douglas. He's an American cop. He gets involved with, he, I think he witnesses a murder in like a cafe, <coughs> chases down the murderer, and it ends up being this young mafia boss. Uh, spoilers. Young mafia boss. Is it? Is it spoilers when it's 32 years later? Yeah. Spoiler for uh, me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, all right. I won't tell you the ending. So he meets this, this, it's all at the beginning. Gets involved with this young mafia boss, Sato, 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 Sato. Yeah. Sato. S-A-T-O. Sato. I think they pronounce it differently as well in the film. You know, the Japanese Sato. pronounce it different. No, it's definitely S-A-T-O, I believe. Um, <laughs> the Japanese pronounce it different to the Americans. Um, but yeah, so they get involved with this guy and they go, end up going back to Japan because he's like, look, I'll take him back. They go back. Shit, it's the fan. It's just all over the place. There's an unexpected death in this film of one of the characters, which I, I remember the first time I was just like, what? What? But well, I watch it again. I'm like, okay, because it kind of adds to the whole next part of the story. Um, <coughs> just brilliant. It's gritty. It has the grittiness of like Blade Runner. Mm. I think it is Ridley Scott as well, to be fair. Um, it's just dark. There's that dark Tokyo. It's raining. There's the neon lights. There's that that side of Tokyo that you often see in films is portrayed really well in this. And I, I love it. I can watch it. Mm. Yeah, I watch, I watch it every year. Uh, but I like to watch it on my own. I just like to sit down and just watch it. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to put that rain on. And I'll put it on. Sit down and I'll just enjoy it. For, for myself, um, I don't care if anybody else likes it in my house. It's a film for me, and we all have mm. these films for ourselves. And this is this is one of them. Just uh, there's a great line in it. Uh, I normally get kissed before I get fucked. Very comes across very tacky when he says it, uh, but I love it, so I don't mm. care. <laughs> Just it's one of those like crap lines that you hear, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. Uh, I I I'm giving you you're having the next one yep. because this is I think most people have seen this our age yep. I know I know it's the old I'm a little bit older whatever we're mm. the same generation essentially we we watched this we enjoyed it we talk about this with our friends and um, go for it I'm not going to abbreviate it because I hate abbreviating it because yeah, it, it needs too. to be said with its full name it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there is a new enemy. Freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Now, this is the first one, and for anyone that hasn't seen it, ignore everything from future. These are the films that you need to watch. I love these films. This was actually the first film I went to the cinema to watch. Oh, um, yeah. So I got to I got to go to the cinema to watch this. I remember going with my uncle uh, to watch it. Um, I mean, it could have been the second one or the third one, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it was the third one. That's the samurai one in it. Turtles in Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love it. The It's voiced by loads of famous people that are good at doing voices. Corey Feldman's one of them. I think he plays Leonardo. But... Does he? 
what what is one Get of out them. of town. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, I'm sure other voices are quite famous people. Keep and all. talking. I'm googling this. Yeah. Go on. And uh, you get you get these actors, uh, not the not the same voice actors. The actors, or I'm going to say the stunt doubles, dressed up like the turtles in like animatronic sort of mouth moving suits, and it looks beautiful. Um, loads of sword fighting, loads of nunchucking. Um, fighting the the goons and everything. I I, I don't think in this one clan. you get it's the Foot Clan. The foot Clan. Yeah, I, I wanted to say putties, but that's Power Rangers, isn't it? That is, yeah, it's the yeah. same. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah the, the Power Rangers majorly rips off this. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's one of them kids films that I love, and I I haven't, I haven't watched this with my kids because I I don't want them to hate it, and I think they would hate it because. Nah. It, it's, it it is quite cheesy and quite tacky, oh, but in a great good way. You can tell they're not real. It's a turtle. Yeah. It's a turtle. Yeah. Of course, it's not real. It's the six foot man turtle. I don't think Rocksteady and Bebop's the first one. And they've all got it. matching bandanas and shit. Yeah. They? Oh, they're sorry, not bandanas. It's like the, the eye masks, aren't they? Yeah. Why and, do and, they have them on? Is it just so they don't look like turtles? So they can tell each other apart, I think. <laughs> That's the <laughs> other ones. They just look exactly the same other than bandanas and. Belt but they whatever. don't. They are actually different shades of yeah. green, aren't they? Yeah. And the, remember the cartoon? They were all slightly different, right? Yeah. So Corey Feldman, he plays uh, Donatello. Oh, is it Donatello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know we were one of them. And the other ones, I don't know. Uh... I, I think they're quite big names, but within like voiceover work, the others. Yeah, I think he was the only actor, but the rest are like. You, you, if you've watched any cartoon in the eighties, nineties. 2000s, you're going to have heard the Turtles voices somewhere. So, yeah, so I'm on the IMDb and I'm looking at Michael. Now, Michelangelo, I don't know if it's his voice or the actor that, you know, as, as the suit, yeah. but the, the profile picture for him is a Ferengi. Oh, does it? Is it Michael not Sisti, in... his name is. It's not Quark, is it? Mm, um, so he, uh, was it Michael, McKellen, Michael was born in San Juan. Uh, Puerto Rico, US Army family, blah blah blah. His works include Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The uh, Second, The Muppets. Mm. The... <laughs> what does he play? So he's known for the turtles. He was also in Lost in Space from 1998. Mm. Men in Black. What does he play? He plays Michelangelo and the Pizza Man. That's what. That's his. Uh... Oh, so he played Toll. In Bloodlines, Next Generation, so he was a Ferengi called Tol in the uh, right. episode called Bloodlines. Mm. Um, Picard races the Ferengi in an effort to track down the son he never knew he had. That's what. Yeah. That, that's the description of that one. I remember that episode. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, what we've, see what we've learned? Yeah. Always learning lots of stuff. Do you um, want to uh, hit us with the next one? Yeah, so, uh, love him or hate him, currently, I'll be honest, it's a bit odd, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a little bit eccentric. He needs to. Uh, well, he needs to retire. He's like massive beard, like. Yeah. And there's the thing is with this guy, there was often speculation about him being an utter liar. Yeah. He fabricated his whole past, his persona. It was all bullshit. Hmm. It was all just made up in order to be popular. Now the person yeah. I'm about is Steven Seagal, because very famously uh, Jean Claude Van Damme offered to fight Steven Seagal. Uh, there was a party I've read about this numerous times he turned around and we even witnessed this he turned, he turned oh. around and it was fun. right enough of your bullshit let's get outside let's fucking get down let's get down to it come on 
Mr. Aikido man, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, that, that, he's offering him out, apparently. He just mm. turned around and went, no, I'm not fighting you. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to kill. Steven Seagal is Mason Storm, a cop working undercover until his cover was blown. Came out 1990. Uh, arguably one of his best. Uh, he, had a collect- mm. he had like maybe four or five of these films, which were all, all very good, all very similar. Uh, generic Seagal film. There was a collection of these. Um, many... You know, after the, he had like this, sec- like so, Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, Steven Seagal, there's a few others as well. They had like five to sort of seven good films, and then um, they kept churning films out. But unfortunately, they didn't do very well. I think Steven Seagal fell off. After, I think Under Siege might have been his mm. one of his biggest yeah. and also best films. But after that, I think a lot of them weren't very good. Under Siege Two was okay. It was on a, so Under Siege One on a boat. Two was on a train. Uh, there wasn't the third, uh, but after like Under Siege, as far as I'm concerned, I think pretty much mm-hmm. went, went downhill. A uh, big Seagal fan at the time. Uh, it was a little bit different because he used uh, Aikido, which was a kind of a, a, a less powerful uh, rigid martial art. It's all about flexibility in terms of misdirecting, uh, redirecting your uh, uh, fighting sort of combatants' energy and throwing them around and wrist locks and brilliant to watch uh, but very theatrical same with a lot of the displays uh, that you would watch i've seen aikido firsthand and it's very theatrical and you, you kind of watch it just thinking i could twat him yes mm. that's the i think aikido has never made it big in real fighting situations because it is a little bit like um i don't think that would work Dancer. Dancer. Mm. and i think we'll show it Especially demo-wise. Yeah. I mean, there's actually a lot of moves in it which are very effective, but only under certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. So wrist locks which are very good. And, um, we, I was taught quite a few when I was younger that are very effective. Uh, but it has to be the right circumstance for it. And when it is, you know, these things work mm-hmm. and they hurt. So, uh, mm-hmm. But the, what you see in the films is very, very far-fetched compared to a lot of other fighting stuff. Some stuff you can believe. Like, even in the UFC, I've seen people do flying sidekicks and uh, spinning kicks which you'd often were told would never work but do work if you catch them just right mm. um, so yeah Hard to Kill Steven Seagal um, next film uh, I'll, I'll start so if you don't mind Lord mm-hmm. of the Flies mm-hmm. I saw a trailer for this when I was young mm. and decided never to watch it because quite frankly it terrified me Miles from civilization. No sign of rescue. It doesn't matter who's in charge. We've just got to work together. Um, and I avoided it, and I still haven't watched it to this day. Mm. But I watched the trailer again recently when doing research for this, and to be honest with you, I think it looks like a film I want to watch. Mm. Um, have you have you seen Lord of the Flies? I have. I only recently watched it. Maybe it's three years ago, two years ago. It were on Netflix. It might still be on there so get a go if it is i haven't seen it pop up anywhere i'm pretty sure it was netflix i watched it on any because i'd always heard loads of things about it because it's it's a book in it's like um originally uh, i believe it was a novel yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, um and it's like it's it always seemed to fit in the to kill a mockingbird of mice and men uh animal farms like genre of of Mm. books um and it it is it is a good film 
Um, I know it's referencing lots of things. The, the film is is actually quite good. Um, it's not one of my favourite films because um, it's it, it's one of those films where you've watched it once and I don't think you need to watch it again. It's like uh, Schindler's List or something like that. It's like because it's quite hard to watch some parts of it. It's, it's basically some lads crash land. I think the scout group or something uh, crash land somewhere on, an, on what they think's an island. Um, that's not a spoiler. Um, oh shit! Yeah. I not. I thought yeah. it was. A- Fuck. Yeah, well, they, they think it's an island and they're surviving and trying to live. It's not, it's actually Cornwall. Is yeah, that what it, it is? It's right it, on the edge. So yeah. they didn't go far enough to realise that they could get <laughs> yeah. something stupid like that. They, they yeah. just needed to go a bit further and go, fuck, we're yeah. actually uh, we're actually okay. They get they, they are quite close to civilization and they don't, I don't think they realise it. Well, they don't. And basically, Crash and like their scout leader or something is is wounded quite bad. And a couple of the boys take care of him and try and nurse him and, and, and help him back up. And then there's some sort of, um, to want a better word, dickhead lads that just think that they like trying a bit alpha, trying a bit macho. So no, we split, need to do this. They split, don't they? They split yeah. into separate groups. One is trying to survive and mm-hmm. be more normal. I yeah. Nor do I do that normal, hmm. and the other lot are like, "We will hunt, we will kill." Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. They've got really tribal, haven't they? And yeah. It's quite, they're quite aggressive. Yeah. And, you know, I looked at, I saw the trailer. I was like, "This is just like being at school." That's it's it's like school, but then no supervision and anything goes. So that's it. Just it all just erupts into chaos. Yeah. Um, they're fighting with each other. There's resources that like water and food and stuff which they fight over and all sorts of stuff and then it like comes to a bit of a head where one of the boys is killed by one of the other boys and then that's like everyone sort of like snaps out of it a little bit and they're like mm. oh shit what 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 we're we doing what's going on yeah um i won't say anymore because i've probably spoke most of it but is it yeah, is a yeah, good I'm film i feel like i've just watched it to be well honest. you need to, do you, there's still a little bit more that you need to get so there's yeah. i've left plenty out um but yeah it is a good film worth watch um i didn't think it was 1990 to be honest but uh, there we go. i'm yeah. sure there's some famous faces in it but i can't i, I want to say uh what's it called now walking phoenix's brothers in it um do you know who died river phoenix river. i want to say river phoenix is in it but i think it's just a lad that looks like him um i'm sure there is some famous faces uh but that's 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 about it for that film. Uh, do you want me to do the next one, or you go for it? No, go for it. This is a film I forgot existed. Right, until... I did until I noticed yeah. it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because this film did my editing as a kid because of the music. Do you want to sing the this the tune if you can remember it? Though? I can't. That was just all over nineties. That tune was just that's just ninety nine for me. Is remembering that stupid tune. If you know, you know. It's nuns on the run. What is this place? never get to the airport the place will be crawling with cops what are we gonna do and what is your name sister in violata of the immaculate conception and yours sister euphemia of the five wounds well I don't you know, know you know you know <laughs> uh, it's eric idol and robbie coltrane they steal a lot of money from some other gangsters because they're also gangsters and they dress up as nuns yeah People they think that this would pass two two men, especially Robert Coltrane, with a bit of weight on him as nuns, and they try to hide. And this is obviously a British comedy. Um, I did forget it exi- existed, and I think a lot of other people have likely as um, it sort of 
filtered away. I think it's a bit like Fish Called Wonder and stuff around that time. Um, but it, it, this one didn't. I think I don't know if Sister Act came out around the same time, and I think a, I think a lot of people were expecting like similar things. But Sister Act is obviously the better film. Um, Nineteen ninety-two, by the way, ninety-two. Ninety-two, yeah. Um, and it, they improved on their dressing as a nun to hide situation um, on Sister Act. Um, but yeah, have you got any any memories of nuns on the run other than Bobby Coltrane wearing a habit? I have, I have like a loose memory, mm. but it it's not. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, like nuns on the run. I remember it was a comedy, and that's it. And I think I yeah. remember nuns running down a road. That's all I've got. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I know it's a, I know it's British. I know it was something to do with crime, and there was yeah. they were they were pretending to be nuns to hide from other criminals, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those films which I think you know you might sort of like a Carry On film. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to watch it again. But, yeah, um, not, I wouldn't. I won't recommend. I'm glad it existed at the time. It <laughs> yeah. definitely fit into some kind of like comedic hole. Yeah. Um, that's it for films um, mm. and to be honest I think there's a couple of bangers in there, a couple of big films yeah, yeah. that um, warrant being on the list and some that mm. we can forget about um, but that, that's how it goes isn't it Yeah. so we're going to look at some games uh, I'm going to I'll do the first three if you don't mind mm-hmm. yeah. so, so 1990 would have been four years after Aliens came out mm. Aliens was like in 80s Six, I think, eighty-four. I think it was eighty-six. Mm. Um, someone's going to crucify me for not having the proper fact there. Rich, yeah. uh, my boss, he like mm. he listened to a podcast. He went, "Well, you don't do facts; you just go loose." I went, "Yeah, we are. Yeah. We do. We are loose. Sometimes we don't need to fact check. It's yeah. fine. It's fine, Rich. Rich. Sometimes you don't fact check. Sometimes you go. I think it's about that time. It's fine. We we, don't, we can't do all the work. We, the listeners have got to." Do a little bit of the work. So yeah, if you're listening to this, Rich, if you could just look up uh, when Aliens came out, I think it was '86. Pop it in the yeah. comments, mate. We always we value our comments. Yeah. Uh, just just get your out, Rich. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Aliens, an arcade game came out, a run and gun shooter based on the film, but it doesn't look that much like the film. The aliens are like purple, mm. um, but it was fairly popular. And um, I'll put a clip in here. Hope you enjoyed that. That's what it looks like. Um, I know it was a short clip, but I'm no long clips on here. Mm. Um, I actually have played the game in an arcade years ago because I do remember. I do have a memory of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was as I mean, as far as Aliens game, I think the best Alien game came out um, a few years ago it was Alien Isolation, wasn't it? Which I still yep. haven't finished because I was terrified of it, and I put it down and forgot yep. to pick it up again. Yep. Uh, going on to another game that came out during this time was Golden Axe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came out in Japanese arcades, not over here. Um, we played it. Um, we quite enjoyed it, although we had a bad connection, didn't we? So it was yeah. a bit, it was a bit shit on it. But uh, yeah, mm. great, great classic classic game. sits sits next to Streets of Rage mm. as uh, one of those top Mega Drive early on Mega Drive games. And the third one I'll mention is I like to think if you're if you're our age and you went into an arcade, you would remember this. You would have wasted you, a lot of money. Yeah, or just looked at it and just gone. Uh, that one's broke. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Can't play it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
the four-player arcade side-scrolling beat-em-up came out uh, very much in the same as Streets of Rage. You'd go from left over to the right. You can pick a turtle to be, and I believe the meta for this was to be Donatello because his staff was really long and mm. it would take out more enemies. It actually worked. He, he actually had an advantage on how much reach his staff. So you just keep mm. spamming him, swinging his bloody stick around, and he'd just, just take out the whole screen. Mm. Um, just a brilliant, brilliant game. I've, I've played it quite a few times. Uh, it's a, an amazing looking arcade cabinet. I believe it's one of those ones that people uh, always want to have. If they've got a collection, it's one of those. We need one of those. Mm. Um, along with like Mortal Kombat uh, and various other ones. I think Daytona Racing is quite a popular arcade cabinet. Mm. Um, and if you'd like to mention the next, the next three. Yep, we've got Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, we can't not have a Super Mario Brothers because it, that was one of the best ones as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. I enjoyed that one. Um, I, I like all the, the Mario's apart from some of the later ones, but the the side scrolling um, 16 bit, 32 bit graphics are or 8 bit even as well um, are some of the best. Um, then we've got uh, Too Crude, which is not what I don't I don't rate remember it. I looked at a quick picture and I, it sort of tickled me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, so it was basically like a knockoff Streets of Rage, yeah. but it had these big beefy guys like, ooh, mm. ooh and it, they came across a lot more dumber and stupid. Mm. Uh, Streets of Rage was ultimately more more superior as, mm. as a game, uh, and, and not a lot of people remember the. the I think it was also it, mm. I, I, I had two crude, but I also came across it as two crude dudes. So I'm not 100 percent exactly what the title was. It was it was one of those where I was searching it and I was calling mm. it with both. So two crude slash two crude dudes, um, very odd uh, sort would, of crap looking, uh, crap looking. Yeah, game. that that sort of era where stuff had like eighteen different names because of region issues and a copyright. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't though. call it one thing somewhere else because it meant yeah. something different. So if I look yeah. it up now, it actually comes up as all ah, right. So okay, okay, this is interesting. So there's a Mega Drive. That's called there's a Mega Drive game that's called Two Crude Dudes, but the arcade released in Asia as Crude Buster. This is what mm. I mean. Why can't yeah. we just call it Two Crude? Crude Buster yeah. in Asia, Two Crude and Two Crude Dudes. We've got three different titles there. Mm. Let's just stick let's just stick to one. Let's, shall just, we? let's just play Streets of Rage instead. Let's just play Yeah, because if anything, just for the opening music. Yeah. I've put that game on before, listen to the opening music, and then I've just turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, that's actually yeah. all i needed and then i'll just turn oh. it off uh and you've added this one on because i didn't come across this on my research yeah uh I, I didn't look when it came out i think it came out a couple of years before um but it hit home consoles um and it didn't came out it didn't come out i know it didn't come out in 1990 january to march but it was the top selling game at the time i'm guessing it came out at christmas just before 89 um and it's paperback I mean, you're, gonna everyone have, was... you're gonna have a shot when you know when he came out. I've just looked up. Go on, oh, on. Everyone who's anyone has ever played Paperboy uh, from that that age um, because it is one of the best games. Uh, I loved, I loved playing Paperboy. I loved eating people in the face, stopping burglars, smashing windows. Um, I'm making it sound better than it is, but it really I've good. played it and been very bad at it. Yeah, it is. It's one of them games where 
it can piss you off really bad because you, you go in that road and for some reason you went a great and you fall off or <clears throat> some little idiot with a remote control car crashes into you and you come flying off and then there's all that crap with for some reason before you can get paid for your job that you've just done you have to do some sort of like weird obstacle course which never made any sense to me i, I would have had this one gone okay. yeah you google some screenshots of that were weird you're like jumping through whoops in like other rivers and stuff like you'd get to the end of your street and it'd like it'd tell you how many houses you missed. And I like the little newspaper like summary that you got like paper boy calls it quits, like when you died and stuff. <laughs> that would <laughs> be me. Fuck it. Yeah. So uh, did you ever have a paper round? No, I didn't. No. So I had a pay I had a weekday one and I had a Sunday one. I I had sat this off. Um, I um on my Sunday round I used to go around to this woman's ass. And I think this is my experience, this is, this is my paperboy experience. I went round and a dog used to like fucking have a right gourmet. So I turned around to the woman. I was only like 14. I turned around and went, if your dog touches me, I'm a fucking kick it. I remember saying, and it wasn't like me at all. I just went, your dog comes too close to me. I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to kick it. And it was me just saying, keep your dog away from me. You want me to deliver a paper through your door? I'll do it. But you need to keep your dog on the other side of that gate or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend myself. Anyway, she reported me to my boss. Huh. And my boss says to me, you know, that's like my mother-in-law or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, but a dog keeps coming after me. And I told you now, I'm just letting you know that I'm going to kick it. He went, he went, that's fair, but you can't say that to people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that was my first experience of thinking, yeah. of being told that you can't say stuff to people. And I was yeah. like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. I won't kick that. Well, I, what did I say to him? I won't say it to her again. Just going to let you know, I will kick it if it comes yeah. too close. And he was like, that's fair. I was like, okay. <laughs> Which I love that because he was like, yeah, that's fair. We just don't tell her. And she knew, she knew anyway. She knew now. Oh. So we didn't we didn't have to have that discussion again, <laughs> did we? Uh, Paperboy. So Paperboy came out in 1985. Oh. There were a couple of like iterations of it. Like I, I, when it originally came out, it was terrible graphics. Yeah. The graphics got better as it went on. Paperboy Two came out in 1991 as well. Mm. I wonder how that. I wonder how well that one sold. But uh, mm. yeah, so it came out, and the, but it, it, like I say, it, I mean, it would have been. It got ported to a lot of different uh, systems yeah. in '86, but clearly it was still selling well, and like you say, it sold exceptionally well in ni- early 1990. Yeah. Ridiculous, isn't it? How, it? how well a game can do nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, na- days. Now days, games sell good for like a month, and then you yeah. don't see them again, do you? Yeah. Until they do a. A, a retexture a, year, yeah. a couple of years later or some bullshit mm. uh, yeah so that's it for that's it for games anyway um, January TV we're looking at now January uh, oh, Mr Bean came out mm. I love Mr Bean did you like Mr Bean? I loved Mr Bean Everyone loved Mr. Bean. He's just a British mm. bumbling guy. Talked mm. like that a little bit and used to drive his mini around and do stupid stuff. Yeah. It was so stupid, but it was like, I get it. Everything he did was ridiculous, but it was mm. like, I get that. 100% get why he's doing that. And um, everyone knows a Mr. Bean. I like to think everyone knows one that's a bit of a bumbling idiot and just mm. fumbles his way uh, through life. You probably pick on him at work or something, mm. but that's that's Mr. Bean. A classic TV show. I had quite a few seasons as well. And 
it was wasn't there a couple of films and a cartoon, I believe. Yep, yeah, and I, my son when he was little watched that cartoon. Lewis, oh, he, okay. he loved that. He even had the little bear, but the it was a cartoon version, oh, not the proper yeah. one. Well, yes. you know, if you can be exposed to Mr. Bean in one way or another, I think you, I think you're winning in life. Yeah. Um, do you want to mention the second? Did you watch that by any chance? You know, this it's ringing a bell. This, and I think I think I did watch this. I would have watched it on repeat at like on BBC Two at like, like sci-fi or, or when then that yeah. was a thing. I think it was always on there. So, Alienation was a film. Yeah. Uh, about aliens that came down and mm. basically stayed here. They couldn't leave Earth. The historic first view of the newcomer ship upon its dramatic arrival. Their ship was a slave ship carrying 250,000 beings. They had mm. to stay here, so we integrated them into society, but then people were like racist to them. Yeah. Is it racism? Xenophob xenophobic mm. or what have you? Um, Basically, District 9, but in the nights. Yeah, you know, no, oh. no, it is. Uh, less gritty and there was also a drug that they'd have which turned them into monsters and stuff it was just yeah. like wow um i enjoyed it and he got cancelled after one season though i, I mm. actually enjoyed it though and um i did speak to my boss the other day and he just went oh that's crap that was and i was like oh, but i enjoyed it i think like, i enjoyed I, it yeah i generally i just thought it was different it, mm. the, the concept was a bit different and like i say 1990 and, and i i watched it mm. um the third thing on our list for me i think that's i think that is Arguably one of the best TV sci-fi shows ever made. I'm just going to throw that out there. Debate me. Feel free. I know we've got our Star Treks, our Babylon Night, whatever. We've got all these. Is it Babylon Nine? Babylon, Babylon Five. Babylon Five. What's Babylon Nine? Why is that in my head? Deep Space Nine. Are you thinking of? That I said that, and I was convinced it was a real thing. Yeah. I swear it's something. That, I'm not going to look it up. It'll be something oh. random. Um, we have all these TV, sci-fi TV shows, but Quantum Leap. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and For me, early on, me watching, I was just amazed by it. It's such a brilliant concept of this, this person that would leapfrog between bodies and mm. have to complete these. It was like the A-Team. How they, every episode would be a new area new people a new new love interest mm. you know uh and they'd have to solve this problem whether it be local militia or a, mm. a farmer who was horribly horrible to people or something and then oh, scott bacula coming to terms with him having boobs because i yeah, was really it, like in a mirror like oh it's, it's like go ooh, and he'd, yeah. go, he'd go i've got a beard and it'd oh, yeah. always be a mirror he'd find a mirror wouldn't he be like oh my god yeah i love it i i, I love it and I think the enjoyment of Scott Bakula in that is one of the reasons I love Enterprise so much. Mm. I just I think he's a great actor. I think he I think he plays a great uh, Star Trek uh, captain. Mm. Uh, Quantum Leap. Did you, did you enjoy Quantum Leap? I loved Quantum Leap, and I don't know if I dreamt this. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But they're making it. They're remaking it. You know, because the ending's not very really? good. They sort of no, they redoing are. it. Yeah. And he's part of it. He's Scott yeah, yeah. Is in it. I don't know if he's gonna play the. Maybe he'll be the new that dude. What's it? Yeah. What was his title? He had some kind of. He was the the space continuum, jobby. What's it? I don't know. He had like a title, didn't he? General something. Or was he like? Was he like a military thing? He was like a. Fuck knows. They called him Ziggy or something, didn't he? Is that what? Oh god. Died a few years ago. He did, and he's such a good, uh, such a great character. He was in um, Dean Stockwell. That was his name. Yeah. He uh, he was in uh, Battlestar Galactica as well. And Dune. 
the original two. Yeah. So he played. Oh, Admiral. He played Admiral. I fucking almost forgot to speak. Admiral Al Calavici. And he spoke to Ziggy, didn't he? That word. Yes. Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy, I'll have to speak Ziggy this. And there was yeah. so Dean Stockwell and Scott McCurry. 97 episodes. Oh my. So yeah. it was on between 1989. And the reason I have it included in 1990 is because it came out late 89 and it was popular during early 1990. That's the thing you might find about this as well. It's not always necessarily what was released, it's what was popular at hmm. this particular time. Um, but yeah, Dean Stockwell were uh, fantastic. And there was a narrator as well that was in 65 episodes. I didn't realize oh. that. Was there anyone that was anyone else that was in a lot of episodes? <coughs> no, there's people that were in like three or four. I'm assuming yeah. this is like bit part actors because it was just them two, wasn't it? In different sort of places. Yeah, just uh, Scott mm. Bakuda. How old is he now? 1954. He was born in 54, so he's like in the 70s, 68. Yeah, pushing yeah. 70. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Wow. Right, let's skip for it. So, skip and hop, skip and jump through these other bits and bobs yeah. we've got on here. Um, did you? Was you a fan of Crystal Maze? I loved Crystal Maze. I didn't like Ed Tudor Paul, which was the second iteration. I liked uh, Richard O'Brien best. You remember him with the floppy hair, Ed Tudor Paul? Um, carry on. I'm yeah. Googling. He was, Richard O'Brien was the best one uh, because I always like to see a grown man arguing with his mum when his mum's not there, uh, also playing the flute for some weird reason. Um, but I always wanted to go on Crystal Maze when I were a kid, especially they like where they went to like the space level thing and it were like controlling a little remote control car to like mm. do some digging or something uh, i didn't like the amazon zone um because they were always just bamboo water puzzles and a bit crap uh the one with yeah. edge pole though did have the like the under the sea uh sunken ship vibe one and that were a good place and all which one had the page three girl uh, Fort Boyard. Think... Was it Fort Boyard? I was going to say, I think it was Fort Boyard, Melinda Messenger. No, that's fine. That's that Melinda yeah. Messenger. That was it. Yeah, I remember yeah. just going, what is she doing that for? That yeah. was popular, though, because that was basically Crystal Maze, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Crystal Maze and Tigers. Tits. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you went to Tigers. tigers I went to yeah. Tits. What is yeah. going that, just That's how our, our, our brains work. Um, yeah, Crystal Maze. I wasn't a big fan, but I knew a lot of people that did really, really like it. We watched. Uh, we rewatched the. Well, didn't rewatch the. We started watching the remake that they did, the uh, Richard Ayoade one. Um, it, it were alright, but we just fell off it. So yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I think a lot of stuff, uh, even though the concept is good and, and you feel like it would work, it kind of loses its edge a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you've added this in, so you uh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of turtles, um, which we wasn't, but we did earlier. Um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles came out on the 3rd of January, the day before Hero my birthday. Hero Turtles? What yep. is Hero Turtles, I ask you? That is the British Broadcasting Standards Agency, or whatever it's called, the certification place. Got a manager. Um, I've, well, I've watched loads of stuff about this before. I'm not even going to read this up here because I know it in my head. Um, and he was just an ass. And he thought that uh, if we, if ninjas, for some reason, he was very racist against ninjas. He thought it was going to incite violence and, and weapons and all sorts of crap. People painting themselves green. Yeah, he did not like this, so he made him change it to Hero Turtles. So if you're American and you listen to this, Google that and then listen to our theme song where they replace. 
Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we got really Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell. No? Yeah. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. Oh, fuck off. I can carry on all day with that. I love it. Yeah, I I love this series. I thought it actually came out before this. I thought this was like eighties, like Thundercats. I would have said eight. I would have just gone, yep, yeah, eighty-seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I didn't realize it was this late. I mean, I, I'm guessing it were out before in America, like by a couple of years or something at least. Um, but we got it in on the third of January, nineteen ninety, and that this was most of my Christmas presents and birthday presents and oh, life and it, yeah, for years. For a few years, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, just a great show. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Just fun. It was just. It was. You know, you had little Splinter there chatting away. You know, little rat boy going for it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, One of the best series. And people often. So if you're a little bit younger, so like people your age, who's like just that couple of years younger than I am, they often say that Turtles was their favourite show. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, it... I was a bit more He-Man, Thundercats, Transformers, mm-hmm. but. That for, for like I say for your age, this would have been your show. Yeah. But for me, obviously, I'm a little bit, a little bit older, so I would have had those other. Yeah. It's and I think it's often due to what age you're exposed, isn't it? Mm. Very much so. Yeah, solid show. Oh, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Um, Speaking of solid shows, <laughs> do you want to do the next one? I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baywatch. Come on. Yeah. Oh, the theme tune is, it's like half in my head yeah. and I, I, I can sort of nearly sing it. I feel like humming it, but it'll just go wrong. Uh, Baywatch, yeah. a series made by NBC United States, makes its British television debut on ITV. Oh, I remember it had adverts, didn't it? The series proves, yeah. just to read in this, by the way, the series proves popular with ITV viewers with audience figures regularly reaching 13 million. That was like a quarter of the population of the UK, wasn't it? That, that was at least 30 million men as well. Yes. Yeah. Women, just out with the mates. Men are going, Baywatch is on. Um, when NBC cancels the series after its first... Did it? Yeah. Uh, I, I never know this as well, look. IT, so it got cancelled after its first season. Why would you cancel that? Yeah. Pamela Anderson. Uh, was she in the first season? Maybe. I don't know. Because mm, there was a few different ones, wasn't it? Um, ITV teams up with an international consortium of broadcasters. Just... So ITV saved Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. Can what you believe the fuck? it? Who knew that? I don't know anyone that knows that. Yeah. I've learned I've learned a few things today. Yeah. That was that's the best fact so far. Yeah. I can't believe that. And it just carried on. I mean, what? It, what so it had a shit. It had an eleven-year run. It, ra- it finished in two thousand one. That's what? the second thing that I can't believe. But also, I was said it's ninety-five or something. There was also Baywatch Nights, wasn't there? And there yeah. was like something else, or like it ended up being like a detective show or something. Yeah. I just remember it for Pamela Anderson jigging yeah. her bazonkas on the beach. That's all I get mm. from that. And there was a few others I think that were probably arguably prettier yeah. than Pamela Anderson, but. That was a lot of young teenagers' first exposure to a blonde with big tits and an arse. And a, David a, Hasselhoff. Yeah. David, David Hasselhoff. Utter legend. In the, I've seen him on yeah. stage. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. Straight um, off back of Knight Rider. Yeah. Knight Rider. Yeah. Buff Baywatch. Yeah. Fucking smashed them both, didn't yeah. um, Absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I have no regrets from watching Baywatch at all, mm. to be honest with you. It's a solid yeah. show. Um, 
and you've added this other one on as well. Yeah, I thought it just a nice little fun tidbit for everyone who's English. Uh, probably not going to mean out to America. Uh, Phil and Grant debuted in EastEnders on the 20th of February 1990. That's how I long they was in EastEnders. Couldn't give two shits about that. But practice. today, then, you yeah, are looking a little bit chilly. Other than it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but today it's important because we needed it and I'm glad you found yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Phil and Grant, obviously the, the brothers, the notorious, bold, angry brothers. Yeah, um, Steve McFadden and what's it called now? The one Gates McFadden, she was in Star Trek. Yeah. No, not that one. I don't know. I what's don't it Phil Ross, and... Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. That's it. Steve Ross McFadden. Kemp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going on to our. Uh, well, oh God, I forgot we had music. We'll, we'll do a quick on music. Right. News. I actually really like this first bit. This was the first McDonald's to open in Moscow in uh, yeah. what was, I believe, the was it US the Soviet Union at the time? It wasn't like Russia as we know it, is it now? It uh, weren't crumbling around this time. It was I sort believe, of coming to an end. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, the first McDonald's, and there was, I think there was just queues because they obviously they were always very anti capitalism, weren't yeah. they? And to allow McDonald's was basically to allow capitalism to walk in your front door yeah. and set up a fucking shop. McDonald's and Coca-Cola are like the poster boys for capitalism as well. Of course also. they are. Mm. Yeah, of course they are. Uh, but yeah, there was queues of people going to the first McDonald's. Why not? And mm. this was more a, a more important. To be fair, actually, that is fit. The, the more you look at it, the, real, the more you realise that is fairly significant. Mm. But more significant is after obviously after the Second World War, Germany got <laughs> split into two. They just went fuck you, Germany. They cut yeah. it into two with a massive wall and just went Russia. You have that. And then the US, France, and UK are the other half. I'm mm. still not 100% sure why they did that. I, I, mm. I don't know my history quite well enough. I feel like I feel like a. Well, they're just arguing. We have it. We, we stopped yeah. the war. America's like, no, we did. And UK's like, no, you just did it for money. Um, mm. France were like, we were getting the shit kicked out of us. Um, but they all just went, so we'll take Germany mm. because they clearly, a lot of them don't know what they're doing with themselves. Let us look after it and nurture it and Russia were like no mm. we'll have it so they just built a wall down the middle that's yeah. my uneducated loose guess to what happened to Germany and you know what I reckon it's fairly accurate um, yeah. but, well that, uh, get, get Russ or Rich or whatever he were called to fact check it and put it in comments Rich, What's it called? Rich, that's Rich. Sorry, Rich Rich yeah. uh, second comment will uh, sort that out for us just make it a paragraph yeah. though we don't yeah. need a wiki page yeah. um, we're only going to so skim it yeah. We'll just to prove it, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> fucking hell, I'm not going to hear the end of this. So, um, US, France, and the UK allow basically allow Germany to reunify, and of course, the Berlin Wall got took down, and mm. um, Germany became what it is today. Although, pretty sure it still suffers in some regards, as the eastern side is still significantly less developed and slightly poorer mm. than the western side, which is. Uh, it's just Korea, but it's on the other side. It's, yeah. it's just the other way around, isn't it? Also, um, I've just remembered something. Didn't David Hasselhoff go, go to knock the wall down? Didn't he sing a fucking song? Yeah. And we're looking for freedom. Yeah. Wasn't it that one? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was that one. Oh, yeah. God. David Hasselhoff oh. twice and Turtles twice. What more He's on the wall like that with his sledgehammer just buffing it down. Yeah. He, he, was, he did it all by himself. Yeah. Um... Uh, you, you can have oh uh, this was a funny one I thought People's Choice yeah. TV Awards uh, Bill Cosby won I bet they regret that one that was a so I bet they're all did you fucking vote for it yeah did yes did you yes um, yeah. that's a sore one 
In, in other news, Ralph Harris and Jimmy Savile were also liked that year. Oh, so. I know, I know, yeah. I know what is happening there. Uh, next bit, that's a bit more your, um, bit more Japanese, your Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa wins the Academy Award for a Lifetime Achievement. Now, do you know what he won the award for in his lifetime, other than achieving it? Uh, what, you mean film-wise? Yeah. I mean, was he The Seven Samurai? Was he that one? Yeah. Was, or was that someone else? Yeah. Uh, I think that was his big one, wasn't it? But yeah. There's, there's a few different ones. Um, Ex- he's... Extremely influential uh, as a director. He influenced so many other people, Tarantino and... Um, yes, yeah. Yeah, like, like everyone, just basically robbed him. Um, so you, you Jimbo, the hit, I believe, okay, so I'm looking at his list and trying to think of any if I remember, and the ones that but, strike... Oh, no, yeah. Yo Jimbo, Seven Samurai, Rashomon. Mm. Um, he's been doing this from uh, 1941 as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a couple I, I remember on there. Um, when, did, when did he die? When did he die? Did he die? I'm guessing if it's from 1940 and he was making films then as an adult. Oh, 98. He died in 1998. He was, he was 88 <coughs> years old. Yeah. Wow, yeah. But uh, yeah, he got the Lifetime Achievement Award, which is mm-hmm. obviously very, very Academy Award as well, which is the obviously the, the big one, I guess, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For, for those who care. Um, so you added uh, this one, if you don't mind me saying it. So 11th yep. of February, live coverage is aired of the African National Congress, uh, the ANC, you often hear that referred to as, mm-hmm. leader Nelson Mandela. Free Nelson Mandela! Oh. i got to add that in there. Yeah. Um, from Victor Verston Prison near Cape Town, South Africa. Um, obviously, a legend for Africa and all the uh, apartheid and all mm. the, the rights and all the rest of it. South Africa's just a fucking mess. And as far as I'm aware, it's still pretty much a mess now, still. Mm. Still not the best. Um, going over to this country, the Second Battle of Trafalgar, probably not quite as serious as the first yeah. one. A massive anti poll tax demonstration in Trafalgar Square, London, turns into a riot. Um, 471 people injured. 341 are arrested mm. wouldn't you wouldn't you like to be involved in something that you believed in and get arrested for just throwing it out there yeah if it were good enough that's a bucket list thing for me mm. i would love to be like what the banning cheese and just yeah. be like there at the front line just going we want cheese you know yeah. cheddar rights all this mm. kind of stuff you know i'll just be there i've never actually found anything that i'm willing to do just yet but maybe there'll be mm. something kind of a kind of a wild thing just to be mm. like a badge of honor got arrested because yeah. i was at the, i was on about the one about banning cheese you know we say yeah. cheese cheese won't ever get banned just but if you if anyone's mm. worried cheese ain't gonna get banned but i want to be there um so we're gonna go on to music would you like to start with uh yeah feel free to sing any <laughs> that you remember right starting january top one i said this at work uh, yesterday or the day before um not knowing that it was on this list because we was doing a quiz and the people i was doing the quiz with looked at me as if to say what the fuck is this how do you know this and why um everybody knows this it's new kids on the block hang tough it's and i'm not like, gonna i even did the dance ones. i did the dance at work but could you do it now I could, but I'm, I've got my phones in, so and I've had oh, a busy day. So and you're back to thirteen, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you're over thirty. I understand this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah new kids on the block, hanging tough. Mm. Uh, uh, we've, I've got Sinead O'Connor as well. Nothing compares to you. 
Uh, I quite like that song. I remember that one. So out of these, out of all this list of songs, we'll pick the best out yeah. of this, these three months. This, so this was, I, I did the research on this, so this was the, what was big in the top 40? So what was at the top? Now, I looked at the top sort of 10 for January, February, March, and I took out the songs which I thought were interesting or memorable, hmm. and I put them in here. So it's not the top 10 for each one. I didn't want to go into it too much. I just thinking to myself, these ones, these are the ones that we're picking. So, uh, yeah, sorry, New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough. Um, mm -hmm. And you just mentioned Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. Yep. Banger right there. Yeah. Come on, that is a classic. Everyone I knows mean, that song. Yeah. I mean, we all know she's crazy now. And yeah. her son died recently, which is obviously tragic. Yeah. Um, depression and what have you. But um, what have you? Sorry, that sounds like I'm shrugging it off. I'm not shrugging it off. It's a massive deal with something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, there's nothing compares to you. I I would say that there's nobody in the UK that hasn't heard that song. Yeah. Amazing song. It mm. appears in many films soundtracks you know all the rest of it just just an absolute amazing tune uh, did you mention Kylie Minogue tears on my pillow I did not <laughs> feel, a bit, feel a bit upset about that because yeah. also Jason Donovan when you come back to yeah. me was also popular in January uh, clearly coming off the back of Neighbours yeah on, on that one uh, that's why they left yeah so yeah yeah well uh, they did a big song together didn't they especially for you especially yeah. that's such a good song as well it's a, it's a really shit cheesy but it's mm. a good song like yeah. for obviously that cheesy nineties love song mm. um any in february you want to mention no because <laughs> none, none of them uh i do know some of them i've i've got my favorite wave i've got i'll let you guess which one you think is my favorite okay uh i think your favorite sir technotronic um mm. so beats international food this is jam hot this is jam yeah. and you are so good like yeah. the, the thing is with these as well is i know a lot of these tunes but i don't know the titles so i'm looking them up and going oh, i remember that one yeah. uh phil collins i wish it would rain down absolute amazing tune by phil collins they're arguably one of his better ones michael bolton i don't really give a shit about michael bolton how am i supposed yeah. to live without you uh good song technotronic it's um before the night is over get up it was that way it's so yeah. good it's such a good song <laughs> and mantronics featuring wondrous got to have your love another amazing song mm. so uh if i try if i remember i'll put this list on the youtube description just have mm. a look oh my god so god uh go for march tell me about march my favourite is the first one of March, which is the B-52s and Love Shack. I'm going to say, that's a basic bitch choice. You yeah, that is on the one. radio all the time, and I always sing to that song. I, yeah. I love Love Shack. It is a it. great song. Good video as well, but yeah. I'm going to say, out of all this lot, that is the basic bitch choice. And yeah. um, it doesn't surprise... I mean, it, I get why you chose it, but at the same time, I was hoping you might say something else. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, even know what. Just I, something else. Out of all of these, I... I I think I know the last one, but of the names, I can't even think what these could be. Uh, you don't know. I got the power. Oh, is it that? Yeah, it's yeah. that one. So B52's Love Shack. So March, uh, snap. I've got mm. the power. Fucking amazing song. Mm. It's so good, so good, classic. Oh, I think. Ooh, I, anyway, what, so we've got Candy Fields, Strawberry Fields Forever. Sorry, Candy Flip with Strawberry yeah. Fields Forever. You know, you must know that one. No, nope. sing it. Strawberry Fields Forever. I thought that no. was Beatles. Well, that's. I'm assuming that this they re-released it. Oh, uh, no, uh, that not. was popular. Do, do you not remember Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers? No, nope. sing it. 
I can't because it's all remixes of old songs, and I'd listened uh, to a couple of them, and I wasn't. I'm like, I'm. I none of them really kind of resonate that much with me, but they were quite popular at the time, and there's loads of them as well. There's fact, there's too many of them. Yeah. Do you know the last one? I think I do, but as a dance tune. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Guru Josh and Infinity it is actually like a dance tune. But yeah. It's kind of weirdly trance sort of yeah. dance. Yeah, you'd have to look it up. Um, I probably won't put. You could sing it, I suppose. No, because I can't. I would listen to it, and I just can't really. I can't really remember it to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, what's your favourite song out of January, February, March? Then out of this lot, uh, I'm gonna. I've got. I'm gonna pick two out of this. I'm still gonna go with New Kids on the Block, uh, because why not? And B52's Love Shack. I'm gonna stick with them. Oh, too okay, well. so they, they're your you? two big ones. I'm yeah. gonna say nothing compares to you, and. Mm. Um, Stressful this is. So I really like the Beats International featuring Linda Layton. This is jam mm. hot. But I think Snap the Power is something mm. which people would have heard more of. So Sinead O'Connor, Snap the Power. Mm. They're the two for me that kind of really really, really stand yeah. <laughs> They just really stand out for yeah. me. Um absolute amazing, amazing tunes. Um I'm so Okay, so we're done now, if you were curious, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> we're done. We've been through films, games, TV, news, music. Um, really fun to go mm. through those um, and look back. I don't know if we'll do the next following months for our next edition of this when we do that. Maybe mm. we'll jump a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know because... Then again, it should be a lot. It should a lot of it because the thing is as well. In February, uh, Sinead O'Connor was still popular, but yeah. I left it out. So, like in what in April, it might end up being that a lot of these are still there. Yeah. Because years ago, people didn't realize this, but sometimes a song would be released and be in the charts for like twelve months. Yeah. It would just sit there. People would just steadily, slowly buy it, yeah. and it would just sit there. There's uh, the Kevin Costner uh, thingy, uh, Robin Hood song, fucking Brian Adams. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the biggest like singles ever, wasn't it? It's seen the charts. Yeah. I think it might still be there actually. When it like twenty six months or forty months, it was or something like ridiculous. That. Yeah. It just slowly made its uh, way out. Like, is it coming? Is it? Mm. No, no, still in the top ten. Um, I know people that went to see that film like four or five times. What you do, what you do in your life, you watch smell. Mm. So it was a good film, though, to me. I, I could. I can sit down and watch it to be fair I quite enjoy it a great cast uh, Morgan Freeman was in that as well wasn't he mm. as the uh, he was he was a, a Muslim warrior that owed his life to uh, Robin Hood something mm. like that I think they gave him some weird racist name in it I don't know mm. the Moor they called him a Moor that was it mm. the Moor and it, that was some sort of like term for his people or something I don't think this was derogatory I think it's just the way they would describe him mm. uh, yeah sort of brilliant film uh Karina really likes that film actually, mm. but it's it's one of them like old school Top Gun type films where all the women like it, don't they? Yeah, Dirty Dancing, Top Gun, Ghost, all them, all that. Pretty Woman, mm. Pretty Woman's on there, and yeah. all yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Funnily enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant going through uh, films, especially I think for me anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah, so a big thanks for joining us uh, at this look back at uh, the beginning of 1990. Make sure you catch up on our. Uh, a weekly newscast that we're obviously mm -hmm. going to be doing you can find us all over the place spotify youtube uh we're now on apple podcasts i uh, couldn't do mm -hmm. that originally but we're up on there now so uh catch you next time see you later bye bye